to episode five of First and Money. Uh, Trey was not able to join us tonight, so his replacement for the night will be my good buddy from Johnson City, uh, Jake Blevins. Jake, you want to tell him a little bit about yourself? Trippy P, appreciate you having me on, big dog. Uh, yep, born and raised Johnson City. Currently a salesman for the Tennessee Smokies. Uh, degenerate gambler, so yeah, let's get it rolling. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, all right, so I guess uh, – so you said that you didn't have any Friday picks, correct? Yeah, I mean, the Oregon State-Washington game's a little juicy. I mean, you got a ranked Oregon State team – Going to Washington. Washington's got a lot to prove. Um, it's four and a half. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Washington money line's a safe bet, but I'm staying away from it. Yeah, no, I uh, was kind of in the same boat. I mean, did Pac-12 is just kind of a scary place to uh, bet on right now. It's not real football, you know. Yeah, yeah I know. There, <laughs> I, I feel like there's just a lot going on in it and it's kind of risky to bet on but uh all right man let's see 12 o'clock saturday you got anything 12 o'clock saturday Mm, buddy kentucky at missouri i think kentucky has a bounce back game and i think they do it in a big way playing 11 o'clock central time will levis and company i think they got a lot to prove when they're putting up six points against tennessee so i think they go in there less hostile environment I think they go in there and they handle Missouri pretty well. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of that. Uh, will Levis, I, dude, I just don't know if he he's still number one on the uh, old QB chart no. that they're putting out for the NFL. I mean, I saw it today. I, I feel like there's a bunch of quarterbacks that should be in front of him. Uh, you know who I mean, he reminds me of, Sneaky? Who? Baker Mayfield. Just – on a worse team. Like a tad, yeah. 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 He can't – I mean, honestly, I don't think Will Levis can really throw the ball over 35 yards no. accurately. He doesn't have the arm that Baker does, but he's just as athletic. Yeah, so uh, coming off of that, I'm going to stay in the SEC. I got uh, <clears throat> Florida, Texas A&M. I'm going to take the uh, under at 55. Like it. I feel like that's just a bunch of points for – Two teams that don't really have a great offense, you know. Um, I mean, maybe they might get 55, but I highly doubt it. Um, I think Anthony Richardson is kind of just falling off the spectrum. Uh, he I just doesn't he really... have any. He doesn't have any support around him. That's what sucks. I mean, I mean he's a hell, he's a hell of an athlete, dude. It's just. I mean, well, it's it's gonna it's gonna be up to who plays into whose game, you know. I think he's there. Uh, I think he's obviously there athletically, but the place where he's not there is being a smart decision maker. You know, being able to make those decisions. Uh, he's he's just not there yet, but I I can see it here in the next couple of years. I mean, he's still got two more years. So. That's what's scary, dude. Yeah. Florida's only going to get better. I hope so with uh, old Billy. But uh, so Trey actually had this game also. Um, he picked Florida plus three and a half. Uh, mm. 
A&M's lost four straight. Florida averages 6.1 yards per carry. Uh, A&M has a bad run defense. And interesting fact from Mr. Fields, as an underdog on the road, Napier is 11-3. and Shoof. Yeah, no, that's a – that's a I'll field try. goal. That's a field goal. I like that. I like that a lot. And I mean, it's a noon game too. If it was under the lights in College Station, it'd be a be a little different. But no, I mean, I really think Florida could honestly win that game if they if they played if they play how they should or how they can. Dude, let's uh, let's just take a second and reflect on how Trey's out there right now playing in a kickball game, man. How athletically mm. sound do you have to be to play in a kickball game right now? Discipline. Discipline. That, that's an athletic weapon right there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what a – you have another game after that? For noon or, or just following it? I mean, do you have any noon games left or do you have a uh... – <sighs> I mean, Iowa-Purdue – Purdue money line is a safe bet. Purdue at home, it's gonna be it's it's not gonna be an offensive offensive game by any means. Um, Purdue's averaging over three hundred yards passing. Um, I was giving up around one hundred and seventy five through the air per game, uh, considering they have a really good defense. I just think Purdue at home. I think that's it's tough to compete with. Oh, dude, I. Uh... That's probably going to be a uh, – I wish that game was later in the day, so it would be a great game to take a nap. Oh, absolutely. Nap for. <laughs> I, I hate the Big Ten so much. Yeah, absolutely. Unless, um, it's, uh, unless it's Ohio State and Michigan playing. All right. Well, uh, that leads us to – And mm. I, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, Tennessee versus Georgia. I'm going to take the spread on it. I'm going to take uh, Tennessee plus eight and a half. But you know what? What else I'm going to do, Jake? Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Trippy. Uh, I want you to. I want you to say what I think you're going to say. I'm going to sprinkle money line Tennessee. Mm. Yeah, I think it's the juiciest bet. This year, um, to be quite frank with you, I do not think that Georgia's defense is. I mean, I think they're I think they're tremendous. Don't get me wrong, but dude, ESPN sucking them off. They're not Alabama's defense. I think Alabama's given up the least amount of touchdowns this year. Fifteen, seven of them came against Tennessee. Well, also they're they're missing two pretty high up uh, defensive boys, Nolan Smith and Dan Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, dude, it's a uh, there's 91 percent of uh, people on the Caesar Sportsbook taking the Tennessee spread. Hmm. It's gonna be a uh, good day for Tennessee fans. I'll tell you that much. Now, I will tell you, there's one bet that really sticks out to me that I just think is outrageous, which is Tennessee's first half total, 13 and a half. You gotta be shitting me, dude. Well. <laughs> Well, Jake, I know that's uh, – I know you, you haven't been listening to the show. The thing that we have on this show is when in doubt, first quarter Tennessee. Tennessee is undefeated every game this year in the first quarter. Uh, mm. They're plus three and a half this game. 
that's that's even more juicy. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, if anything, you know, it's going to be. I mean, you still have that like ten seven. Tennessee loses first quarter. Still you still win. Yeah, yeah. You still get your three and a half. Only thing is if is if um, Georgia scores two. But honestly, I think Stetson Bennett's going to have a little trouble this game. I do too. I do too. And that's the thing, dude. It's it's which Stetson Bennett shows up. So like if you see the Stetson Bennett that's thrown for three hundred yards, that that's it's gonna be tough to beat. But if you get the Stetson Bennett looks like a deer in headlights, I mean buddy, I think that's what Tennessee's defense is gonna do to him. Yeah, I mean I that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's gonna be a very electric game. Um yeah, we'll kind of touch touch back in with that here in a minute. Um, let's see here. All right, man, you got a 3.30? I do have a uh, – it's not 3.30, I don't think. But it's, yeah, it's 7 o'clock. It's NC State and Wake Forest. It's at NC State. Wake Forest coming off a game where they got absolutely demoralized at Louisville. It's going to be in Raleigh under the lights. NC State's four-and-a-half-point underdogs. I mean, dude, I'm taking NC State plus four-and-a-half all day. NC State plus four-and-a-half. Absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. And if if that's the play of the, of the game there, the under's hitting all day, which is 54. See, I honestly thought <laughs> – I was, I was going to take Wake Forest uh... – with their spread, I feel Absolutely. like yeah. I feel like that's going to be a uh, dangerous, dangerous game. But they do have NC State winning. NC State's undefeated at home. Their only two losses are on the road. I mean, give it they've they've won nineteen to seventeen against Florida State at home, which sloppy ass game. Virginia Tech twenty two to twenty one. I don't know. I think they got a lot to play for. I think they got a lot to prove. Um, same with Wake, but I think it's going to be a good game in Raleigh. Um, all right. So next seven o'clock game, I think that's going to be super interesting. LSU versus Alabama. Hmm. LSU is thirteen and a half underdogs against Alabama. I'm taking an LSU on the spread. I think Absolutely. they're really. I think they're starting to get everything clicking together, and I think this this might be the year that you see Alabama uh, come off of the West. You know, they're human. They are human. Yeah, no. Over fifty six and a half is is wildly intriguing too for that game. Both I mean, both defenses are giving up close to. I mean, LSU is over three hundred yards a game defense wise. Alabama's close to three hundred. I mean, I feel like Josh Daniels at the beginning of the season kind of felt like no one was there for him. And then during that ten or Jaden Daniels, I'm sorry, uh, during that Tennessee game, I mean, it was a blowout, but he was still trucking, you know, he, he still wanted to prove a point. And I think it kind of woke up everyone else uh, that they're not that bad of a team. And that's what they're proving right now, being number 10 in the country. Uh, I would not be surprised if this game gets a little close. And you know where the game's at? <laughs> Baton Rouge. <laughs> oh, oh, the Rouge, the Rouge. <laughs> yep. 
Dude, and don't forget about old Malik Neighbors, wide receiver, LSU. He's sneaky. He is sneaky. They talk about what's his name? Uh Booty or Boote. They talk about him a lot, dude, but Malik Neighbors, he's a dog. He is a dog. Hey, going back on that Tennessee Georgia game, you know the last time that there was a uh number one rank versus a number two in the regular season? Mm. Wasn't Mississippi State and Alabama, was it? Nope. Uh I don't. Alabama versus LSU 2011, nine hmm. to six overtime classic. <laughs> the football's SEC. played a lot differently now. That's kind of crazy to think about. But, uh, I mean, dude, it's just it happened on the West. Now it's on the East. You kind of see the big, big dogs are eating on the SEC. Fun trend here, too. You know how Tulane's ranked? Yeah. The last time Tulane was ranked was 1998. Really? I mean, we all know what happened in 1998. So, I mean, that's just to throw that out there. Hey, there's a lot of stuff lining up with 98 right now. It's kind of kind of wild to look at. It's crazy. It's the year – it's the – excuse me, not the year of the Vols. It's the decade of the Vols. All right. Uh, next game I got is Texas versus Kansas State. I'm going to take Texas uh, minus two and a half. I think Kansas State kind of gets off their high wagon this game. Um, I had – who did I have last week? I had uh, TCU thinking that they would get off their high horse, but they're looking electric, man. Um, I'm a big fan of Adrian Martinez. I kind of I called last week whenever they beat Oklahoma State. I thought it was going to be a blowout, mm-hmm. and ended up blowing them out. Um, but I feel like Quinn Ewers gets the job done. The only scary part about this game it is in uh, Bill Snyder, so. Kind of scary to look at, but I feel like Texas gets the job at two and a half. Um, I think they cover and maybe a little bit more. I like that. I like that, honestly. I mean, Kansas State coming off one of probably the biggest games that they've had, biggest wins they've had in a long time, 48 to nothing. Um, and kind of to piggyback off that from who they beat last week, Oklahoma State's going to Kansas. I'm at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. I'm rocking with the Jayhawks in that game. Jayhawks losing three straight. I think they handle Oklahoma State, to be honest with you. I did, too. Trey uh, actually had a uh, fact on this. Sanders is out, so Mike Gundy's son will get the start. (laughs) That could be dangerous. That could be dangerous. So, did they announce that Jalen Daniels is playing? Uh, he should be playing. I, I'm pretty sure he's coming back. And uh, another fun fact from Trey, Lance LaPoule is 22-7-1 in home conference games. So, hmm. he, he's, a big, uh, he's a big fact guy. Hey, facts don't lie. Numbers don't lie. But, um, all right, so next game, I I love it, and I'm going to pound it. Notre Dame versus Clemson, I'm taking the under at mm-hmm. 44. 44 Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's yeah, in South Bend. I don't know what the weather's looking like. It's not going to be too cold. I think it's saying like 50 degrees, but – 
Uh, it's going to be a Notre Dame. Clemson's uh, – I, I don't like Clemson at four, to be honest with you. I could see them losing that game. Um, Notre Dame's been playing good football as of late since they lost to Stanford. So, I don't know. So, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. What you're going to see here is a running battle between both teams. Uh, I don't know if they've announced a starter for Clemson yet. I know it's kind of between DJ and uh, the other cat. What's his name? Um, is it Cade Klubnik? Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. I know yeah. it's kind of up in the air, but uh, oh, Will Shipley's kind of getting it done on the ground. He's he's really impressed me this year. Um, but that's that's kind of why I'm thinking it's going to be an under game. Just the fact that both teams are capable of running. Uh, I just feel like Clemson's front line is going to put a lot of stop to it. Because in that Syracuse game, you saw you saw a lot of weaknesses in that secondary. Yep. But I think in this game, you're gonna you're gonna see a whole lot of running, and they're gonna be able to hold that line a little bit better. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I totally agree. And um, I mean, both both defensive lines are very dominant. Um, I forget the guy's name for Notre Dame. I think it's Foskey. Um, very high on on a lot of draft boards. He's got seven sacks on the year, um, and then of course Clemson. We got Miles Murphy and Tyler Davis, five and a half sacks and four sacks. So I mean, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a grinded out game. So I, I do like the under in that one. All right, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, you got any more games left? Let me pull up my notes here. Dude, what about South Carolina Vanderbilt? I want to hear your thoughts on that. On and the South toilet, Carolina yeah, Vandy? The, the SEC toilet bowl, buddy. Um, honestly, haven't really looked at it that much. But... Spreads the spread seven on South Carolina. It's at Vanderbilt. Seven thirty game. Over under forty eight and a half. South Carolina losing to Missouri twenty three to ten last week. I honestly Man. like the Gamecocks minus seven. I think that, that's 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 kind of low. Well, I mean, you're kind of in this state right now with South Carolina, where everyone knows that they need to fire their offensive coordinator. <laughs> and I, I don't know what old old Beamer's doing. I don't know why he wants to hold on to him, keep him on, like he's got something to prove or something. Because at the end of the line, if he keeps holding on to him. It's only going to get worse for him, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just going to get worse for him. And South, South Carolina had the opportunity to – if Tennessee lost this week, I mean, being second in the East at least, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, now that chance is kind of gone. But now they're fighting for, what, fourth? No. Fourth yeah. in the East. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, dude, how the tables have turned, you know? I mean, I mean it's it's been so long for since Tennessee, you know, te- I mean, I, I'm a Tennessee fan, you know, it's every year, you know, we're saying like, oh, we'll be good, we'll be good, but no, the past couple of years, it's been, it's been shitty, it's been shitty to be a Tennessee fan, so I mean, seeing them where they're at now, 
I mean, I, 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 you kind of just got to take your hat off to uh, old Josh Heupel. Uh, it's the hype train, baby. Dude, he is he, – he created an offensive scheme that you've never seen before. Like how far out he puts his wide receivers, mm-hmm. how much spacing they end up getting. And let me remind you, like these are like – Star wide receivers that he's got right now. Absolutely, that are that have turned into freaks. Yeah, and, and Jalen Hyatt cannot uh, give that dude enough love. I think he needs to be talked about more. I think he should be in the Heisman conversation because he's putting up very similar numbers to what Devontae Smith put up whenever he won the Heisman. But hey, that's just me coming from a Tennessee fan, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean forty. 40- Forty-five receptions, nine hundred and seven yards, with fourteen touchdowns. I mean that. Eight games in, dude. Eight. Yeah, games in. it's crazy. Yeah, no. I mean, there's not a chance that. I don't know. I, th- I think, and so I'm kind of like. I've always been kind of like borderline Tennessee fan, but. It's just so nice to, like, actually see them play, you know, be able to play. But it's fun to watch, you know. (laughs) And what they're doing now is they have this – whenever they do have a close game, Pittsburgh, Bama, uh, whoever else, they're able to finish these games out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. They're jumping jumping over that hurdle of, oh, Tennessee – Win. No, they they are capable of winning, and they're capable of beating anybody in the country. That's the thing. They can they can beat Ohio State. They can beat Michigan. They damn sure can beat Alabama because that shit's already happened. I'd love to see them again, though, dude. I would love for Tennessee to beat Georgia. We play Alabama, SEC championship, beat them again. <laughs> well, and see, that's why. That's kind of why this LSU-Alabama game, Tennessee's still in good shape. Absolutely. Both teams embarrassed both teams. Well, not embarrassed. Well, yeah, I guess they you could say they embarrassed uh, Tennessee. I mean, Alabama. But um, so whenever SEC playoffs, SEC championship does roll around, maybe Tennessee's not in. But instead of taking that West seed, that usually goes to the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. They're going to pick Tennessee over them. I mean, say, hey, yeah. I, I think it really depends on this weekend for Tennessee. Also, I feel like if it's a blowout for Tennessee, uh, it's going to be a little bit harder. But if it's a close game, I mean, they're going to go off of views. Like, what's going to get the most views? And it's going to be who gave Georgia the best game. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is definitely where they need to take advantage of the opportunity Absolutely. that they have and see what happens here. It's the biggest game since 2001. Um, 2001 year was when Tennessee, let's see, they, ha- they had an undefeated season. They beat Florida in the regular season to get to the SEC championship against LSU. And unfortunately they got beat, but it's, I mean, that just goes to show you it's 21 years since this has been a, major game for, for Tennessee and the, not only football, but for their entire athletic program. You know, I mean, 
that's the thing is all these athletic programs at Tennessee are just carrying off of the momentum that the football team is creating, which is great to see. Yeah, I was actually uh, somebody's story or something the other day. Is the basketball team? They're not preseason number one, are they? No, they're eleven. Um, they're eleven, but they just beat Gonzaga by twenty points in an exhibition. Yeah, and I mean that's still pretty. Honestly, if you have a program that all sports are consistently in the top twenty, I mean that's a that's a pretty good spot, you know. <laughs> Danny White's chilling. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, Josh Heupel getting looked at for the NFL. I told him, I mean, why would you? Why, why would you leak? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got a raise. I think he's getting nine million a year now, dude. And I mean, he's a college coach. You saw what Matt Rule did with the Panthers. I don't think Heupel would fit with. With any NFL team. I mean, he's a great coach, but, I mean, even shit. It didn't work for Saban either, (laughs) you know? Well, I mean, there's some guys that can coach those 18 to 22-year-olds, and then there's some coaches that can coach your 25 to 32-year-olds, you know? It's just – you're just pleasing a different crowd. Exactly. That's whenever you're an NFL coach, you're kind of pleasing a different crowd, and I just don't think Josh Heupel kind of runs that way. Um, he's a modern day Phil Fulmer. That's what I said since the jump, dude. He's a modern day Phil Fulmer. I think he's in for Tennessee for the long run. I mean, I think he's he's Tennessee. He is the Tennessee brand. You know, like when you think of Tennessee, you think of Josh Heupel. That's crazy to think about because it's only been a year and a half. All right. So let's kind of let's kind of transition off of that. So uh, I'll give you I'll give you so. Your first two out, and then you have four in. Who Who's going to be your top six? Okay. Right now or at the end of the year? Well, like, you know how they did college football yeah. playoff bracket the other day? Kind of just set it up the same way. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm obviously Tennessee won. They got the best resume of any team. Um, me personally, I think Georgia should be two. I don't think Ohio State's – very deserving of being too. I mean, they've they've handled everybody they've played, but um, Georgia's Georgia's playing the best teams week in and week out, um, best athletes. So I mean, I like Georgia at two, Ohio State at three, and honestly, Michigan at four. Um, Michigan's played well, probably the best they've played under Jim Harbaugh team. Um, we'll see what they do against Ohio State at the end of the year, but. I like Michigan, and then, of course, five and six. I'll do Clemson, Alabama. Um, not trying to knock TCU. TCU's an undefeated team. Um, I think they do have a lot to prove still. Um, with Alabama still – I mean, their only loss is to Tennessee at Tennessee, which is the craziest environment I've ever seen in my lifetime. So, I'll rock with that. Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, my top four. All right, so I'm I'm going to go in a different direction this year. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start with six and go down. Okay. So I got Bama at six. I think I think Bama, uh, as of right now, obviously they can win the SEC championship game, and that takes them up. You know, um, I just 
like we were talking about earlier, they're a human. They are a human now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they were – I think Georgia kind of exposed them last year. And that they really haven't had solid performance against a ranked team, you know. Um, let's see here. Five, I got TCU. Um, I think see, TCU's, I like that. Yeah. I think TCU's offense is just – they can get it done wherever. But they got all these nail biters. And what I really – what it really comes down to me is who are they going to lose to now? You know, um, they, they don't really – I feel like they've played all their tough games. Let's see who they got left. They got Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, Texas, and Iowa State. Watch out for Baylor. At Baylor, that's going to be a nighttime game. Watch it out is there. at Baylor. Watch out there. Um, so, I got that game. Four, Clemson, just because – Clemson doesn't have anyone left to play after this weekend. Only game that they'll have left is they'll have to play North Carolina in the ACC game. And then they got South Carolina and Notre Dame. Those three games left, which are easy, easy wins. I'd hope for them. Uh Three, I got Ohio State. Obviously, haven't really played anyone, and I honestly, I think that's kind of a flip, flip back and forth depending on who wins the Michigan Ohio State game. Um, and then two, I got Tennessee, obviously, and then I just have Georgia down just because of their status. You know, undefeated since. Uh, since last year, then they're the champs. I mean, and then obviously this can be switched too after this weekend. Yeah, you know? and I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any disagreement there. Um, I mean, Georgia's Georgia's the defending national champions, but if you look at it right now, and you look at the resumes, and you put Georgia, if you were to just put a blank piece of paper over Georgia. You didn't see Georgia's team or anything, and you just saw their numbers. And you saw Tennessee's numbers. You said, "Who's better?" You're gonna say Tennessee all day because they're putting up gaudy numbers. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. Georgia's Georgia's status is pretty elite right now. You know, Kirby Smart's got a good little program down there. Well, I mean, you can still you can still take the sheet of paper off. Tennessee's got more impressive wins. I mean, they've played five ranked opponents. Beat. I think Florida and Tennessee were the only one in double or in single digits, five and three. Um, and then Georgia has two, but whenever they've played ranked opponents, it's a blowout. And dude, I, I think about this all the time too. Is is what if Tennessee would have lost that game against Pittsburgh? You know, I think I think this season would be a lot differently. Um, if they would have lost that game. But that, I mean, like you said earlier, they find ways to win. And I think that's what makes this Tennessee team a lot different than teams we've seen in the past too. Well, yeah, you're, you're separating the cream from the crop. Exactly. Exactly. You see this Tennessee game every year. I mean, you saw it last year in the bowl game. You saw it last year against Pittsburgh also. I mean, 
they're always just one hook away from getting to the top of the mountain. And now they got the hook on and they're standing on top and trying to this is just going to be a big weekend for That's them. That's why um, these boys got a lot to play for. And I don't, I don't think they're going to go into Athens and get get smacked around. I think they're going to go in there and do that. That's that's the thing. It's it's once they get in between those white lines, it's it's just about the person across from you. And dude, I damn sure think that Tennessee can pull this one out. I really do. I mean, I I like it too. And uh, previous episodes, we had uh, defensive lineman Austin Lewis on. Yeah, and he was kind of talking to us about the um, Trey asked him about the environment like before a game. He was like, "I mean, nothing changes. Like we're preparing for Bama, but it's the same as we prepared for Ball State." And it's just kind of neat, like seeing like they don't view themselves as an underdog anymore. Like they believe that they can play with whoever they want, and I'm a. I'm a believer in it, man. I, I really hope they do win this game. Um, my betting account definitely does, too. <laughs> Same. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you got any, uh, anything else you want to talk about? My last big play, just to kind of bounce off of that, um, I did do a little parlay. Uh, I did do Tennessee Moneyline and Tennessee's team total, 27.5. I mean, they're average, they put up at least 30 each game. I mean, if you're riding with the Vols, I think that's pretty juicy. I think it's around plus 300, something like that. So, oh, that is a good one. Or, mm-hmm. So, are you gonna do? Are you gonna parlay it with the first half? No, I'm I'm playing the first half straight, and then I'm doing the team total. Because I mean, if they're gonna win, they're gonna they're gonna put up the numbers, which I should just do it all together. But I'm just gonna take the first half straight up and parlay the other two together. Do you want to throw a final score? Final score prediction, I think it's going to be Tennessee 45. A lot of points, I know. Georgia 31. I think it's I think it's going to get it's going to get ugly on the stretch and Georgia's defense is going to get a little tired. 45-31. Yes sir. I like that. So, I went with um 38-28. And see, that's a good dude, that's a good one too because Georgia's line was 37 and a half, 13 total. Tennessee's was 27 and a half. And flipping around, I think, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it flipped around. I think Tennessee does their job, uh, gets a few field goals here and there. I think Georgia's going to come out slow. I think they're going to come out real slow. Um, and then they start getting it together. You kind of see what happened in the uh, – what game was it? I think – so, halftime, it's going to be 24, like, three maybe. Ooh. 24-3 uh, UT, and then Georgia goes on a run, but they still score. Tennessee scores seven in both quarters after that, and 38-28. That's what I got. I like it. I like it a lot. Hey, I'm not going to count out um, – I mean, throw it back to 2016, Jawan Jennings catching the touchdown. Or, yeah, catching the touchdown on the Hail Mary. Not going to throw out uh, Brew McCoy uh, Hail Mary touchdown pass on the final play. Not going to throw that out there. Dude, and, I mean, I, I know we kind of been sucking Tennessee's dick this game for this, <laughs> this podcast, but, dude, like, who who else in the country can move the ball 
almost 60 yards in two plays. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, as quick as Tennessee does, too. I mean, there's there's no offense that can compete with Tennessee's offense right now. Yeah, it's no. scary to think about, too. I mean, they utilize the whole field. Their wide receivers are – I mean, kid you not, they're touching the damn sidelines. Um, they utilize the whole field, dude, and that just generates so much opportunity for Hendon Hooker to just generate plays, which is why this guy's front runner for the Heisman, you know? So, uh, are you are you busy or can you still talk? I can still talk. All right. So, kind of getting off of that shit. Um, so, we're coming to the point in the year where there's decisions made, firings happen. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the old Auburn Tigers, man. Mm. Mm. New athletic director as soon as he or I guess he made a deal with the university that said, hey, I don't want to be the guy that fires him as my first reign of duty. So <laughs> so one of you guys fire him and then I'll come in. That's kind of what it's the guy from Mississippi like. State too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's the AD from there. Um who who you got as top three? Oh, buddy. Well, I mean, I think everybody's talking about that. Deion Sanders. Um, first and foremost, Deion Sanders. I mean, I think he's front runner. Um, I'm not going to knock Mark Stoops either at Kentucky. I think he'd be a great fit down there. Um, third? Butch Jones. Oh, no, I'm shitting. <laughs> um, dude, I really think – I think Deion Sanders. I mean, I think he's one, two, and three. I think he'd be – Beautiful in Auburn. So uh, I agree with you. Um, let me throw this through you. Hugh Freeze. Uh, you want to let Hugh Freeze back into an SEC school? That's the thing. That would be that would be a risk for Auburn, but a reward that could pay off tremendously because the guy's a tremendous coach. I mean. You see what he's doing. I forget the the QB's name that left from Tennessee. Malik um, Willis. Yeah, no, 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 not Malik Willis. The he was at Tennessee, like playing quarterback, like volunteers, oh. um, and transferred to Liberty, and he's starting there. Ah, oh, I forget his name, but is it um, Bailey? No, not Harrison Bailey. He's a light skinned guy. Oh man, I don't even. Oh, Big Daddy oh. Joe. Yeah, uh, I, I forget his name, but dude, he's he's balling. He's balling. Um, God's gonna drive me insane. But he, the the thing with Hugh Freeze is he's a he's a quarterback coach. You know, he, he develops develops quarterbacks at an extremely high level. Tremendously good offense. He'd be a good fit down there. But it's like, if you're Auburn, you're gonna take that risk on pulling the trigger on Hugh Freeze. He's got a lot of baggage with him. I mean, why? Why would you not pull the trigger at this point? It's a desperation, to be quite frank. I mean, it's either think even further down and not even be relevant or maybe make a play and go after Hugh. But, I mean, at the same time, I think that's why Auburn – the thing you get with – 
you get his son, great quarterback. And then you also get the 2021 number one ranked player, Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, think that's... Because wasn't Shakir wasn't Shakir Sanders player. wasn't Shakir Sanders a five star coming out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. dude, and he's bowling right now. Yeah. Liberty quarterback. His name is Kadon Salter. What year is he? I think he's a sophomore or junior, but he got kicked off Tennessee's team. He didn't transfer. He got kicked off. Well, see, look, look on Hugh Freeze. Dude, so come on down to Liberty, buddy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and is that is that? Hugh Freeze and Dion is not only are they going to be able to bring players in, but they're both capable of pulling in from the transfer portal. Facts. Facts. You know, and they can do stuff that they, you know. What do you say you cut out? I think the logical uh, choice is Dion. Because you get a son. <laughs> His son is a true dude. He's freakish. He's Lamar Jackson, just two inches taller. Yeah, no. I mean, he's a stud. Um, I think it's going to be real interesting. Honestly, uh, hats off to old Brian Kelly. Uh, Hate that guy. I mean, I don't like him either, but I didn't think he was going to be able to transfer this quick into the SEC. Oh, I mean, I'm happy for him. I mean, good thing it wasn't against Tennessee, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally. But, but let's see here. Uh, so, we talked about uh, Auburn. We talked about college playoffs. Um, I think we both have, each, like, the same Heisman candidate. Oh, yeah. And no Cinco. So, yeah. Are you, you going to happen this weekend? I am going to the game this weekend. I did. I did. I cracked it and uh, pulled the trigger on it. I did. Would you care to share how much you spent on it? <sighs> well, between me, Lawson, Lawson Sizemore is coming on me. Um, so between me and him, it was $1,200. You're shitting me. No. It's a game, dude, it's a game of a lifetime. You paid six hundred dollars for, or, I mean, where you where the seats at? I feel like that's like the on the breaker. twenty yard line, about thirty five rows up on Tennessee okay. side. Shoot, Did y'all get a hotel room down there? No, we, Lawson's uh, step cousin goes to Ole Miss. Her best friend goes to Athens, so we're gonna crash at her place. Oh shit! Damn, dude. I've been I've been contemplating the entire week. I've been talking to Trey. I've been talking to people at work about going down. Oh, dude! I mean that that'd be so kick ass. Dude, but, even just uh, to go down, like like that was our plan originally was to not go to the game. And then we were just like, dude, let's just go to the fucking game, you know? So, but no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy environment. Game day will be down there again, and. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be the epicenter of college football. It will be in Athens, Georgia. I wonder if Barstool's going. It'd be stupid if they don't. Where are they gonna go? Ohio State and Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe. fucking Dave Portnoy. 
Dude, and I feel like Athens. Could you imagine if that game was at UT this year? Oh. Oh. There would be more goalposts than River. Okay, so for an investment plan, do you think it would be a better idea to go ahead and get 2023 season tickets? They're going to be expensive either way. I'm still pissed off because season tickets at the beginning of the year were like 550 bucks. Oh, and you didn't you didn't cash in on them? No, dude. And I was like telling myself I was going to, and because that's the the business I'm in, man. You know. Yeah, and then all rent came around, and you said, uh, "This might this might be a better spot for it." True, it, it was sickening because I could have made that back in one game from Alabama. You would have gone to the Alabama game. Oh, oh, yeah. But I could have just done something stupid and sold them for like, put them, listed them for like $1,200 or something. Yeah, no, that that would have been nice. But, um, all right. All right, man. You good? I'm, I'm rocking, buddy. It was fun. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, man. That was, that was a good time. We'll have to get you on with, uh, whenever Trey gets back, we'll have to, uh, Maybe do do a little uh, do a little re rejoin another collab. Heck yeah, heck yeah! Get the fact master himself. Oh yeah, but hey, Jake, it was nice having you, and uh, thanks for joining episode five of First in Money. We'll see y'all later.